Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Derry Davis here at Higher Heights Ministry Center, right here in the city of Danville, Virginia. You are about to hear a phenomenal message. I want you to subscribe and I want you to share it and be blessed. Praise the Lord again, everybody. Hallelujah. God has been good and God, you all can have your seat and God has been faithful. And I, I told the Lord that I was going to stop saying no. I did. I told the Lord. How many of y'all saying no to the Lord? How many saying no? Your blessings is tied up to your obedience. It really is. And I know God has blessed me because that's what he does. That's the kind of God that we serve. But then I also know that there are some blessings that are going to come because of my obedience. And everything that God has for me, I want it. Everything he has for me, I want to be able to say the Lord did it. Hallelujah. And you know, I don't know, for some time, I've just been, um, I don't sleep that good at night. And sometimes I'll just, you know, sneak over there to Facebook Anybody guilty? You can raise your hand. Yeah, and I'll go to look at some videos on YouTube and um, TikTok. And um, what is the other one? Um, I can't think of the other one. But that's what I do. But then there are times when I'm like, okay, I need to just get in the spirit. And I remember um, Deacon Lyons talked about um, humbling ourselves and meditation. Remember that thing lines? Meditation. So I use that time to meditate. And this particular day, um, I started doing um, Sleep with the Bible. And it's, video, it's, um, it's just words of the Bible, somebody speaking the words, just the scriptures. And it's just soft music like Pastor David is praying. Something that'll help you relax and just fall back to sleep. And you know, whenever you get ready to read the Bible, you get sleepy anyway. So I decided to start doing that. And I would fall asleep to the word. And I would just get like a good night's sleep. This one particular night, I did not want to listen to the Bible. I really just wanted to go back to sleep. And I told the Lord, I said, Lord, now... (laughs) We got to do something about this. I'm ready to go back to sleep. I said, but if you have something you need to say to me, please hurry up and say it because I'm sleepy. I got to get up and go to work in the morning. And how many can be real that you do have real conversations with God? You know, as if he's just standing there with you. So I needed to be real with God. And I I told the Lord, I said, well, Lord, you know, I got to speak on Sunday. And, um, you know, you know how we, you know, that thing between us when you... You say, uh, Yolanda, go forth. That ain't me. But, and I'm the one that I have to study. And I said, now, if we're going to do this thing, I need you to say something to me. I need you to give me a topic. I need, now I'm like, if you're going to keep me woke, let's just talk. Let's just really talk. Let's just handle this. And I just began to think about some things. And I had to, um, I wanted to find out some information And you know how you go looking for stuff 
And if you look long enough, you'll find it. And I know growing up um, in my adulthood, I was curious about people, places, and some things. So I would ask a lot of questions. And I would read whatever I could and, you know, get my hands on. And I would watch the news and I would travel to different places. And that's why I became a travel agent. And by doing so, I learned a lot of things over the years. Some good and not so, and some things that were not so good. And some things I wish I had never known. Um, so I'm going to ask you the question. Have you ever wanted to know something or the truth about something? You can raise your hand. Have you ever wanted to just know the truth about something? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you decide yourself to go and start researching and do a little digging. And all of a sudden, bam, there's the truth. And sometimes the truth, knowing the truth, it can hurt you or it can, it can, it can make you happy. And remember that phrase, the truth hurts. But once you know something, once you know something, you cannot unknow it. I know the word unknow is not a word, but once you know it, you cannot act like you don't know it. It is embedded in your mind. It's embedded in your heart, your emotions, your feelings, and your thoughts. And all of these things are affected by what you know and who you know. So I'm going to ask if the media team would get Luke 22, 54 through 62. And I began to think, you know, while I was laying there and uh, think about what was going through my mind. And the Lord began to speak to me. And he said to me, once you know me, you can't unknow me. Once you know me, you can't act like you don't know me. Because a lot of times we get in this relationship with God and something happens. And then we try to act like we don't know God. So God is telling us today. Once you know me, once you've experienced me, once you had a relationship with me, once we were one-on-one, once we had intimate, uh, intimate relationship with, en- with each other, you can't act like you don't know me. You cannot. So I'm going to read the scripture. Luke 22, 54 through 62. Then, then took they him and led him and brought him into the high priest's house. And Peter followed afar off. And when they had kindled a fire in the midst of the hall and were set down together, Peter sat down among them. But a certain maid beheld him as he sat by the fire and earnestly looked upon him and said, This man was also with him. And he denied him, saying, Woman, I know not him. And after a little while, another saw him and said, Thou art also of them. And Peter said, man, I am not. And about the space of one hour and after another hour after another confidently affirmed saying of a truth, this fellow also was with him for he is a Galilean. And Peter said, man, I know not what thou sayest. And immediately while he yet spake the cock crew and the Lord turned and looked upon Peter and Peter remembered the word of the Lord how he had said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And Peter went out and wept bitterly. So far the scriptures. And we're just going to pray, precious Father, in the name of Jesus. We come to you just one more time. 
as an empty pitcher before a full fountain, God. And God, I ask that you look down upon this congregation. And as I speak your word, God, I ask that you anoint me and whatever I say be edifying to your people, God. It's not Yolanda, but it's the Christ that's on the inside of Yolanda. And that everybody will receive the word, God. And that this word will change their lives. And God, that you will bless them even where they are and help them, help them to come up to your standing. And once we know you, God, we can never forget you in Jesus' name. So with that being said, I want to talk about this man called Peter. And we all know Peter, as the scripture says, has denied Jesus. Not only did he deny him one time, he denied him three times. And according to Matthew, Peter was the first to believe in the divinity of Jesus. He is often portrayed as the closest disciple to Jesus and the leader of the apostles. Jesus appeared to, he appeared first to Peter after the resurrection and among the apostles, he is described as the first among equals. Peter's close-knit relationship with Jesus proves that he longed for an intimate relationship with him. Jesus chose him to be one of the 12 apostles. He is often portrayed as the closest disciple to Jesus and the leader of the apostles. Jesus also gave him the keys of the kingdom of heaven, which is why he is often depicted at the gate of heaven in art and popular culture. Of all the disciples that Jesus chose, we know most about Peter. He is, the one, he is one of the most carefully described characters in the New Testament. So there was, a, there was definitely a special relationship between Jesus and Peter. With that being said, Jesus could easily say, once you know me, you can't just unknow me. The Lord knew that Peter would deny him three times. So Jesus, nothing the disciples did was ever a surprise to him. Yes, just as he was the Lord, just as he was the Lord Peter, regardless of his imperfections, he of all his disciples further chose Peter to be in the inner three who were the closest to Jesus. Jesus asked Peter three times, do you love me? The same amount of times that he knew Peter was going to deny him. Each time Jesus asked him to confirm by saying, yes, Lord, you know, I love you. So once again, you know, you cannot unknow me unless you, if you cannot know me and say you don't know me. So now I want to talk about our encounter with Jesus. When we encounter, G- encounter Jesus, when we were first introduced to him, whether you were young or whether you were in your teens, whether you were in your middle age or whatever age you were, there was definitely an encounter. You got to know who Jesus was for yourself. Somebody had to do the introduction. Somebody had to formally introduce you to him. And each time in the Bible, whenever someone met Jesus, their lives were forever changed. He just had that effect on everybody. Have you ever met anybody that came across your path and you just were in awe of them and it was just a pleasure to meet them? It's not that many people that come by and you just like, I just want to be in the presence of that person. But that's how we are with Jesus. We just want to be in the presence of Jesus. And when you get in the presence of Jesus, that effect that he has on you 
it makes you just want to live right. It makes you want to do right. It makes you want to love right. And it's, it's the words of healing. It's the words of prosperity. It's the words of power. It's the words of being a, an obedient follower. Follower. So every time we get to the place where we want to sidetrack, we want to do our own thing, that's when we act like we don't know who Jesus is. When we get to the place where somebody is asking you, can you do something and you know that is unethical, that's when we know, that's when we try to act like we don't know who Jesus is. And being in a relationship with Jesus on a daily basis, we begin to develop certain characteristics because our, char- our characteristics are supposed to be like Jesus, okay? When Jesus walked upon the face of the earth, he taught them the Beatitudes, how you're supposed to live, how you're supposed to treat your neighbor. So we know all of that. So when we are amongst people, we know how we're supposed to behave. But then we get amongst our friends who are not like us, who are not saved, and then we try to act like, I don't know who Jesus is because we don't want to stand out in the crowd just like Peter did. So when we get that introduction to Jesus, remember our lives don't belong to us anymore. We belong to Jesus. We want to be pleasing in his sight. We want to walk upright before him. We want to be able to be sanctified before him. We want to be able to be used in the master's service. You just cannot walk away from a relationship. It's just as if you were in a relationship with a man or a woman and you're developing this relationship and you spend time with each other, getting to know each other. You're calling each other on the phone. You're going out. uh, You're going out to the park and you're going out to dinner. You're going out to the movies. You are establishing a relationship and then something happens. Some, there's a breakdown in the relationship. There's a breakdown in the communication. And then you two part. You go your separate, separate ways. And then all of a sudden, years later, you go past that person. And you walk by and you don't speak. And now you're trying to act like you don't know that person. Have you ever done that before? Is, is, has anybody ever done that to you? You ever been out somewhere and... Maybe you all didn't part too good or whatever. Something happened. You said something. They said something. You felt some kind of way. They felt some kind of way. And you happen to see that person out. And you just look over to the side. Mm, but you keep on walking. You cannot act like you don't know that person. When you've had a, a, a relationship when you've had friendship or it, it doesn't matter what kind of friendship, if it was a, a girlfriend relationship, a guy friend relationship, or if it was a love re- relationship, platonic or whatever it was. And that's the same way with Jesus. When we are in relationships with him, we get to the place where we just want to be intimate with God. And that intimacy requires sacrifice it requires for us to just set, a t- set aside some time where you can develop this relationship. Now is the time to rekindle that. For those that feel like, okay, I have kind of sidetracked a little bit. I have kind of, you know, tried to do things my own way. But now is not the time. Jesus is coming back real soon. And we want to be ready when he comes. So if you acted like you didn't know who God was, now it's time for you to get back 
and say, Lord, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to act like I didn't know you. But some of us, we just wanted to do our own thing. But now is the time, the acceptable time for us to get back in the fold and to say, Lord, you know what? It's not about my life. It's about the Christ that lives on the inside of me. I don't want to be that person that when Jesus come back and he said, I know not the man just because I'm being in my own flesh and I want to do my own thing. Because if we deny Jesus, he's going to deny us before the father. And have you ever been rejected? Have you ever, have you ever been in a relationship and somebody rejected you? I don't want to be in that relationship where Jesus rejects me. I want to be in a relationship where everything he has for me is good. Everything that the blessings that he has for me, it belongs to me. Every scripture, every verse, every line, everything belongs to me. All the good things that God has for us, it belongs to us. It really does belong to us. We will feast on milk and honey. We will walk on the streets of gold. We will have a crown of life waiting for us. But we cannot act like we never felt the power of God. We can never act like the Lord never blessed us. We can never act like the Lord has never opened up doors or he never made a way for us. When we get to that place, when we say, you know what, God, I've had enough. Then that's the decision you have to make. But we don't ever want to be in that position where we say, Lord, I had enough. Because God always will always love us wherever we are. He will always love us. He will always chase after us. That's what the songwriter says. I'm chasing after, well, we are chasing after God. But God, the scripture says he chases those that he loves. And God loves us. And we want to be in a position where we say, you know what, Lord? Yes, I may have kind of sidetracked a little bit. Or I may have said, you know, I don't want to do this thing called Jesus anymore. Or I don't want to do this thing called church anymore. I want to do myself. But when you do yourself, you are going to wind up in a terrible place. And we are not people that put ourselves in positions where we don't want God to be on our side. Because if God is on our side, who's on your side? Nobody. Even the devil don't want you. He, He wants your soul. That's about it. He wants your soul. That's all, this, that, that's all he wants. We have to be disciplined enough to say, you know what, God? This thing may be, this, this may be hard. This may be rough. But at, in, at the end of the day, I know that God is enough for me. I know that God is enough for me. I know that he has my back. And we have gone through a lot in 21. But we are still standing. We are still here. We still are victorious, and God made a way for us. So I'm not going to hold you long, but when you get to know who Jesus is, you will not put him on the shelf. When you, when you really have an intimate relationship with him, you will not deny him like Peter denied him. When you have a real relationship with him, whenever he tells you to do something, you would do it. Whenever he tells you to come to the house of God, you would do it. When he, whenever he tells you to give, you would do that. So whenever you know God, you just can't unknow him. 
You cannot unknow God. That's impossible. With anything, once it has been embedded in your mind and your spirit, you know what you know. You know, you know what you know. And, and then you then we we sometimes we get bad enough. I know what I know, and you can't take that away from me. So let that be like Jesus. I know Jesus. I know Jesus, and nobody can take that away. So do you know God on this morning? Do you know him? Do you love him on this morning? Hallelujah. God has been faithful. God has been kind and he's just been good. Even when we just like feeling in a rut, we know God. We know him. We know him. And most importantly, God knows our name. Our name is written on his heart. So when Jesus went to the cross, he knew, as I said before, he knew that we were going to need him. He knew that we were going to need a savior. Can you only imagine that if Jesus never went to the cross, we would die and go straight to hell? It, didn't ma- it wouldn't matter how good you lived. It wouldn't matter how much money you had. It wouldn't matter how, many, how much sacrifices you've made. It wouldn't matter if you stayed at the church, if you lived at the church, you lived right, and, and you treated everybody right. It wouldn't even matter. But because Jesus gave his life for us, We cannot act like or we cannot unknow the fact that he died on the cross for all of us. So when you know Jesus, you cannot unknow him. God bless you is my prayer. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Remember to like and share. And if you would like to stay connected, please subscribe to our podcast. Also, please follow us on social media through Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Or visit us in person. We are located at 236 Parker Road in the great city of Danville, Virginia. If you would like to give to our ministry, please click on the link below. Thank you again and enjoy your day.